943 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by two Fargonauts, Ben Funky Askren and James Dean Raider, the mullet man himself. <laughs> that video is up on the site. You got to check it out. Ben has buttons. Benjamin Button, we call him. And it should be a fun day for, for, for Ben. Uh, he's got a lot of guys in the semis. Wisconsin killing it at the junior level. What's going First on, place, Ben? First place, baby. First place. That's yeah. number one. We're no, we're number one. We got we got to go close it out in the semis. So actually, me and JD, we are going to leave a few minutes early because JD's commentating the semis. I'm coaching the semis, and it's uh is that way a little bit, and uh, it starts promptly at 10 a.m. Yeah, and I'm watching the semis, which is the most important role of all of them. So uh, <laughs> big mornings ahead for all of us. Plenty to get to on the Fargo front, but want to start with a couple non-Fargo related things before we get into it. One, we got news dumped. Roman Bravo Young transferring to Mexico. It came out Friday, I think, or Thursday evening. I can't recall which, but the news dropped. I've sort of loosely alluded to it when Ben is feverishly, furiously trying to inquire, why is Roman not doing U.S. Yeah, Open? Why is it? Secret files. <laughs> secret keeper. Yeah, I'm good. I'm pretty good at it, honestly. And so Roman transferring to Mexico, going to compete there. He's going to be doing the trials in a couple weeks now. But You're actually not, making him wrestle off? Well, so here's the thing. He's not even – it's not even for a spot. He's just going and competing in a, in a Mexican event, not, and it is their trials. But he can't compete. The transfer period is December. So he's going to transfer in December, go 57, and try to uh, qualify the weight at Pan Am's or the qualifiers beyond that. So that's – that's Roman's plan uh, as of right now. You know now. what I was thinking, Christian? Is this a brilliant – we talk about how good Kale is at, like, keeping everyone happy and keeping everyone together as a unit. And if you know you have someone like Roman Bravo Young and Gilman competing with the team, and I know obviously at other weights, you know, Nolf and Dake, they're competing. But if you can have Roman go get another spot, you could have two NLWC guys at the Olympics at that weight class potentially. Yeah, I think it's great. I don't know how much is this. I don't think this is Kale pulling a Roman. You should go to Mexico. I I seriously would be surprised if that's the case. Really? I think this is what Roman wants to do, and it is a, a – yeah, I do think that is a positive well, move for, for Penn State, though. I, I would like – I would – I mean, I'd be curious if someone interview him and ask him because to me it seems like a lot of these young guys, um, if they're, like, close to the level – they got too much pride to go somewhere else, right? Yeah. So if they're, you know, a lower guy, and Anthony Valencia, right? He's a, you know, a seven through 10 guy, he'll go, right? Or people like that who are like a little below, they'll go. Or I guess in a means case, when he went, when he went initially, he wasn't that close to the level. And even you'd still have to see him having a hard time making the team against David Taylor. Mm-hmm. But some of these guys like Zahid Valencia, he refuses. He, will, he won't go. His brother's there, but he won't go. Right, too much pride, which maybe it's a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, for for Zahid, you know, he's on the team now. He's made his first world team for yeah. America, which is you know one of his goals. Um, yeah, it's interesting. You know, I don't know what went into it for Roman. For for me, I'm curious. Like, you know, I feel like Roman is almost going to do the Bo Nickel, where he's going to finish the quad out for wrestling and then transition to MMA. I don't know that to be true. 
but that is my expectation. So I can't imagine. So my thought is like, man, we're only going to really see Roman have one crack at this, but maybe not. Maybe that won't be the case, but that's just sort of my, my assumption. I would love to see him give a full quad a run, but I'm also wondering, can he really be a 57? Um, That's a great question. And you look at him and it's like, okay, yeah, he's not the biggest guy, but it's like, then you know, it's like, all right, he's a relatively decent size 133. I don't think that cut was particularly comfortable for him. And it's yeah. like, where, where do you find eight pounds to take off Roman Bravo Young, right? And yeah. it's that, only a few times a year, but, up. hmm? Yeah, when it's morning up weigh-ins also, it's, it, I mean, you can't just keep sucking the water out because you wrestle like crap. You know what you actually made me think of during that is like, if, say after 2024, he does go to fight, but if he's competing for Mexico, that spot's going to be like permanently his. So he would never have to wrestle off for it. So he could just show up at, you know, the Pan Ams and the Worlds every year and, and kind of, it'd be way easier to split time than being, you know, having to worry about making the American team and, and being consumed with that. Yeah. Uh, it'd be an interesting tactic for him. If Stefan Micic can do it 57 multiple days in a row and bring a medal, so can RBY. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, it's an and it's an interesting move. Uh, it's it's I, I tweeted it's one of the most, if not the most significant transfer out of US that, that I can ever recall. At the time, um, you could say, I mean, you not could say it's factually true. Stefan Mises was more credentialed. He was a junior world bronze medalist on the freestyle scene, but that was before Stefan had really done anything on the NCAA level. And I think it was, it was like, Oh, okay. Wow. Stevan's for Serbia. Now um, he hadn't built his star the way Roman has, and then made the move over. Um, similarly, miles Amin, his success came uh, or different, I guess you could say for miles, cause his success came afterwards. But I think for the moment, Roman is the most significant transfer we've, we've seen in America. And, you know, for, for his purposes, it, it obviously, no one uh, is confused when when people make this move. It's like these guys don't have to wrestle off to make their team. They're um, and they can maintain their training position or their training yeah, spots. Hold on, Pan Am's is top two, right, Christian? What's that? Pan Am's is top two. Yeah. Go to go to. So I mean, that Pan Am's is kind of a joke at this point. I mean, there's nobody good there. Well, say tell. We have not qualified yeah. that weight um, or other weights. Um, at Pan Am, 65, we did not qualify the weight. We did not qualify the weight. Um, That's for the Olympic bots thing. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was kind of a fluke. That was kind of, and, and I'm saying now because Cuba was a very tough opponent for a long period of time, and I do believe it was only the number one for a while. I think the number two thing is newer, um, which when there's only one of the good team, <laughs> being the top two matters big time. Yeah. I. I think it's I think it's attainable, but you know if also it's random draw. So if you're on the same if he's on the same side as Gilman, then it's like crap. That's that not so good. stupid. Uh, For this chance qualifier, they're doing true whatever. True second. Are, yeah, I. I don't know if they're doing it for Pan Am qualifier or for continental. They really should. I mean, we could do that at the Effin Wisconsin Youth Regional. Why can't they do it at the Pan Ams? I don't know. I don't know if the technology it's so exists. It's so dumb. How many yeah. is Cliff King Wrestling Club that in any line is not dipping their toes into international waters? Yeah. 
stay so, out of our waters. <laughs> well, they've been in the waters. They've they've started the waters. You know, Jaime Espinal, Franklin Gomez. That's way before Cliff Keen was sending guys. Um, uh, I mean, Jaime Espinal was a silver uh, Olympic silver medalist in 2012. Franklin Gomez. He got killed by everyone that year and then got a medal. So that, that is like that is like case in point number one of why you wrestle for a different country because that dude would have been number 14 on the American ladder. Yeah. Um, all, I mean, also, Franklin Gomez was a silver medalist in 2011. You know, so they – Penn State, yeah. Nittany Lion has been in the international game really longer longer than I, anyone. And Bexod. I feel like that's a little different, Christian, because I feel like those guys were actually brought there, and they are actually from Puerto Rico, and they came this way, and they chose to compete for Puerto Rico, and that was where they grew up. Whereas the Michigan guys, they're from America with a different heritage and chose to compete for them. So I have a little different. I mean, maybe I'm being a bit picky here, but I think it is a little bit different. You get a little more picky when you wear shirts with buttons. That's okay. (laughs) I think... I think, uh, yeah, no, it is different in that way. But I was just mentioning, like, Nittany Line has been doing the. I'm like, Tyler's going to pour it out. <laughs> what? I wanted to flip you off. And I, Tyler, get ready to blur it out. Ben's really mad about this collar. I love it. <laughs> I only have to wear an outfit three days a year. It's when I'm in Fargo, North Dakota. Which Team Wisconsin's got an outfit. Well, I was looking at videos yesterday. It looked like you were just in a black T-shirt. So they go, we went, was it blue, black t-shirts, blue t-shirts, and gray polo. It was three, it was three shirts uh, to wear. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, but I, it looks I, really weird because I'm like, when uh, all the AWA coaches go to lunch together, we're all wearing the same outfit. And I'm like, oh, man, how funny, <laughs> how funny do we look right now? People think, like, we're all dressed like. It's weird. So swaggy. Uh, so, you know what happened yesterday? You want to hear my story about yesterday? Yeah. Okay, so I hope I don't let the secret out to everyone watching the show, but there's there's a delicious taco truck, and there's a meat truck. They sell meats, right? Like a food truck. Like Arby's. Bro, no, I will tell you, you, <laughs> you need to go taste it. You need to go taste it, and then you need to come back from Monday and tell me it's the best thing you've ever had. They sell a brisket burger, and it was, no lie, best burger ever. Go try wow. this brisket burger. This dude's legit. What's this place called? Uh, it's right across the train tracks. The, the, the taco place called Taco Brothers. Okay, anyways, all the AWA coaches, we have uh, eight of us here. We all get in the van. We go to lunch together. We park. We walk across the train tracks, and then there's the – it's like it's literally on the train tracks. It's like sitting like the fence, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're eating lunch, sitting there. Train comes by. It stops. You're stuck. It stops. On the back side of the tracks. What do I do? Because our car is on the other side. We got to get back for the session. The session starts at 3. So Uh like 2.25, I'm like, oh, man, this thing better start. So I'm like, okay, am I going to jump over the train? And then Messabrink, the wise old sage, like, I wouldn't do that. That's dumb. You're risking it. I should jump it. And he's like, don't do it. So he had me nervous because I'm like, all right, well, if I die, get ran over by a train, I will look like an idiot, you know, and I'll be dead. That's not good. Yeah. Go for two. Yeah. So then, so I'm like, it's like, it's like 233. I'm like, what are we going to do? Like, do we got to run around this train? Like, it's a big train. I can't see the end of it either direction. So then I'm like, I think quick, Christian. I'm like, hey, can you give me a ride to the other side of the train tracks? I'll pay you. And I just, I just found a person and I paid them to take me <laughs> to the other side of the train you, tracks. You hitchhiked. And, I, and then I, I came back around and got everyone. And we, we made it with five minutes to spare. Oh, my gosh. Good thing, <laughs> good thing you were thinking. 
Oh man, it was truly hippie Ben. That's hysterical. Yeah. And then I'm gonna bully my brother because my brother's always thinks I'm in too much of a hurry. And he's like, let's just chill on the grass. I'm like, no, we need a plan, Max. We need like <laughs> if this train doesn't move, we got issues. We gotta figure something out. It's like, let's just relax. I'm like, I'm not relaxing. You relax. We gotta figure, we gotta figure out how to get around this damn train. <laughs> yeah, Ben, I, I can I can appreciate it. I would have been like you in that situation. Not able yes. to stop thinking about how I'm going to get around this train. Seriously, what would what would you have done? Would you have jumped the middle? Because you can kind of like jump. There's like thing you jump over the middle, but then it's like, what if you tripped and then all of a sudden it starts again? Like you're dead. Yeah, That's I don't know good. how fast a train can accelerate. Um, you know, I don't know either. You I have this. It? I do have this fear about being uh, completely sawed in half by a train. Um, it's maybe irrational. Yeah, I I probably would have hopefully thought. I think you came up with the best idea. I don't know if in the moment I would have come up with it though. But but then listen, I just grabbed the first person I saw, and now my coach wants to make fun of me because it was a semi-masculine looking woman, and then she freaking got lost, and then they're they're making accusations. <laughs> uh -oh. That would have been bad. That would have been bad. Yeah, I might have I might have climbed over. You know, a lot of them have like ladders, <laughs> gone over the train. Well I, well, I suggested that one also, but they they were nervous on that one. Well, that's that's way less uh, uh, nerve wracking to me. Like climbing it's going while you're on top. Yeah, how are you going to get off? Now you're just going to sit on the train till it gets to Bismarck. <laughs> I love that you know the <laughs> Listen, you're not going to jump no, off. No. Hold on, a train. It's like if it starts moving. I mean, how long do you think it would take you to climb up and over? Maybe twenty seconds, right? Climbing up and over if there's a ladder. 30, something like that, yeah. Okay, so if it starts moving, you're going to have some <laughs> sort of signal. And you're going to hustle. Maybe it'll be moving hey, a little what's bit. What's the signal? They're going to light spin turn on or something? It's going gonna, it's gonna to make noises. It's gonna, You're going to feel the, the vibrations of, of the locomotive. And you're going to be like, okay. I feel like it's going to be a strong jolt, and it's just going to start moving. No, so, no, I mean, no. People this is, this is not. You Christian would have been dead yesterday. Yes. Thank God this, you were here. This isn't a Six Flags. It's not just going to shh take off it's gonna it's a train do you know anything about trains it's not gonna just i know locomotives <laughs> he knows locomotives he you don't know trains down. you don't know not this kind of train you might know like you know the subway type of trains. that's a different deal this isn't the this isn't the detroit airport you know terminal connector this is a different sort of thing this is hauling freight um it's very large huge gigantic couldn't see either direction couldn't see the end yeah and you think this thing is just gonna take off Something that no, big. Like jolt and it's going to start rolling. And then, you know, Christian is going to fall over. And he's going to get cut in half. I'm not going to get cut in half because I'm going up and over and leaping to safety. You and I'm you jolt, you're going to fall down. And if you slip on that no. jolt, yeah, your foot's underneath the tracks. I'm not going to slip. I have a vice grip in my hands. Very powerful. I'm going to jump, tuck, and roll. And I'm going to come up on all. Uh, then your leg's going to get sawed off. All right, Tom Cruise. I was actually just thinking about pirates. I saw a pirate the other day with a wooden leg. I was thinking, I saw a pirate with a wooden leg. It was, it was, was it real? What? <laughs> what is this? A putt putt? What are you talking about? No, you didn't. You <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a real pirate. A, <laughs> you know, this pirate. My kids are watching. I got kids. They watch shows. So the pirates got the okay, wooden leg. On the TV. On the TV. Yes. Okay, I got it. There's actually a pirate walking around the Fargo Dome trying to sell singlets. <laughs> wow. No, yeah, his name's Tyler. 
I mean, we're so distracted, but I thought like, holy moly, really the best thing they could come up with was a peg leg. They couldn't think of anything better. And then I was thinking, how did they keep the peg leg on the wood? Are they like just nailing it in there? Like, what are they doing? I have no idea. Some some sort of socket. Yeah, we just kind of accepted that they were oh. just nailing in wood into bones for pirates, but we didn't. It doesn't make do any it? sense. How did they do it? Did they have glue back then? They didn't have a lot of resources because they were using pegs for. <laughs> Anyone in the chat understand how peg legs work? And then what I was thinking, I was thinking it also it would start rotting, and then the you know the wood would get weak, and then you just fall over because the wood's weak. Yeah, weak hey, wood. Hey, in the chat says trains goes zero to sixty in five point two seconds. Oh, you're dead. You are so dead, Christian. We have oh, a wow. poll up in the YouTube. We've chat. got a poll up. A lot of people are going around the train. Listen, that, first of all. If you can't see the we image either, walking. these things. And then I like... saw a masculine-looking person, masculine-looking female, and I said, "I didn't ride. Give me around. <laughs> give me around the other side." Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, you can go vote to what you would do. Oh, what? <laughs> okay, All around the train, through the train, over the train. You can't go through under it. under the train. That's the worst idea. Anyone who chose that is going to die for sure. Yeah, they, they're just suicidal. Okay. <laughs> they needed the option need to be uh, Max's option. Sit in the grass till the train moves. That's what Max wanted to do. <laughs> he wanted to sit there till the train moved. Yeah. He didn't want to coach. I okay. think it's because Max didn't have any little guy. He got all the big guys, but I was pretty sure I I had we had two eighty eights, a ninety four, a hundred and six. I had to get my ass back there because we were up right away. Max yeah. wasn't. I don't think. Yeah. yeah so he just he just wanted to yeah. chill in the grass. These hippie Askrins. Yeah. Just wanting to be one with nature all the time. <laughs> okay, um, we talked. We 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 promised to talk about trains, and we have uh, fulfilled that promise. Any other thoughts on on RBY transferring to Mexico? I'm sure it'll be a, a continuous. You think he'll take a train to Mexico? Huh? You think he'll get a, hop on the train to Mexico, Amtrak? I don't know. I think there's faster ways. This one has to hurt uh, Patriot CP. Well, yeah. you, everyone knows how I feel. I'm not. But you against... love RBY and you hate the transference. So tell tell us where you you get things tugging at you right now. I do love RBY. I I don't. So my position on the transfers is, I do think you should be able to do it. I don't like it when it happens because I want America to have all the good wrestlers. I think that's fair. I know it's a natural thing. This is what's happening in Russia. Their talent leaves and you know they have russians everywhere and that's i'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing but roman bravo young is someone that could beat thomas gilman or zane richards and prevent america from having an olympian that's a reality and can i make another suggestion suggest besides going around the trade not through it uh, right <laughs> uh is that we really should we should harass the uww we got a powerful media platform here we should have uh, some type of at-large qualifier system where I don't know if it's four extra guys a year, something like that. Where and if it's if it's maybe capped at three per country or two per country, but you should be able to get at-large just based on performance. That would be awesome. What you mean, like two entries per weight? Yeah. So like you have every country gets one, right? And then there's four or five at-larges, a number for anyone who has the highest point total, right? So you do the point. And that also incentivizes guys to go to tournaments, which is good because people don't wrestle enough. So yeah. if you can say, you can earn it at large by going to some more tournaments, that's a really positive thing. 
Yeah, I'm not. I am not against. Um, I, I wouldn't be against that. I mean, there's other Olympic sports where you have multiple, you know, swimming and track and field and many other. You have multiple competitors for an individual sport. I think it'd yeah. be cool. I do. I do think there is something special about being the one sole rep for your nation. I do think there's something unique and cool about living in the nation you're competing for um, that makes it make sense. And if you've never lived in this place and you're representing it, that just, I know it's not um, judging it, but to me, in my ideal Olympic world, you live and train where you're representing. Um, Because otherwise I don't really understand what you're representing, right? Just like heritage, I suppose. Nothing wrong with it. Not my preference, and it's known. And, you know, another thing, I don't want Kale Sanderson and Sean Bormet coaching and training to beat our guys, which is a reality. They're, the, they're some of the best coaches in America, and they've got athletes that are going to be representing other countries. I think that's an advantage, too. And I don't like the idea if we're entering a big match. Now, it'll be different if it's, you know, Gilman and – Roman wrestling each other at Pan Ams, and I, of course that's not an ideal situation for anyone. But it's a reality that we could face it at a qualifier oh, or even at the games. If Zayn Richards and Roman Rabiot are in the world finals together, yeah. How do you feel if Roman wins? Do you feel the same sense of pride for America? Or are you like he's got a different singlet on? I don't like him anymore. No, it wouldn't be like that. I'd be really excited for Roman because I know known him a while. I like him alive. You know, rooted for him for sure. But just as a patriot, not as you're you're um, you're a normal wrestling fan. You're not Christian Piles. I don't How know do what that? I honestly, if if you tell me right now, Zane Richards and Roman are wrestling in a world final, Mexico versus USA. I I am certainly conflicted right um, it's not that it's not that simple for me and i don't think it would be for, for most i'm sure penn state fans are probably like mm, they're probably gonna be rooting for roman um i don't know sort of a weird but like what if there's a team race on the line and we're we're competing with russia now we got a freaking american preventing us from beating russia roman's an american stefan's an american miles oh. mean they're americans oh. What if we have another American to knock the Russian down even farther? Then that's the other side of the coin. That could be a good thing. That's the that's the. I feel like the buttons bring out the positivity in Ben Askren. You know, he looks at the <laughs> it's a glass half full type of thing. I like that. That's uh, but the reality, citizenship. Yeah, <laughs> and move to Mexico and train in Mexico. Yeah, which that uh, will not happen. Okay. Another thing happened. Gable. Oh, we got to talk about this. Just straight up teasing as as he's wont to do. Uh, Gable tweeted out the hawk emoji with a question mark. Uh, posted a picture of him and Tom Brands in the Iowa wrestling room. Um, I'm sure this is very, very exciting stuff for Brandon Nagum to have to sit and refresh Twitter and be like, oh, my gosh. No. Um They've already lost so much, so many great wrestlers from Minnesota. And now you've got Gable, now you've got Gable flirting with uh, a potential transfer. Uh, uh, a potential transfer. Yeah. So um, his initial tweet was he had a picture. He was in the Iowa wrestling room, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's tweeted a little Hawkeye mm-hmm. thing, uh, uh, the Hawkeye emoji. He also tweeted a couple. 
I don't know. I mean, obviously, he's trying to draw attention. That's a WWE tactic. It's great. It's working tremendously for him. I don't know. I hope he doesn't go to Iowa. Call me a traditionalist, but Gable Stevenson feels like Minnesota through and through. He was grew up in Minnesota. He stayed at home. He's got one year left. It'll be really nice if we finish that damn thing out. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm curious. I mean, I don't Yeah. Um I here, get, give me a second, because I think y'all are having some internet troubles. Tyler's trying to to square it away. So my thoughts on on Gable, if you hadn't Heard, you know, we ran the article about him, you know, having another year of eligibility, playing to compete, et cetera. That would be obviously huge news. A lot of people didn't realize he had an extra year of eligibility. And then, you know, obviously anyone can transfer, and that would uh, include Gable Stevenson. And you hear about the the money getting thrown around, rumor mill or not, um, not as accomplished wrestlers of Gable are getting real money or reportedly real money. So you can imagine what Gable would command, right? And I think that is a reality. And, and you know, I do think there is a substantial offer from, from Iowa, from the, you know, Hawkeye contingent, whoever that is, that would pay Gable a substantial amount of money to compete for Iowa. And so it's something that I think for Gable has to be considered. Now, there's a lot of considerations for him. He has so, I mean, he really has a lot of, opportunity right because he can come back for his final season and he could do it for minnesota he'd go to iowa he'd go pretty much anywhere he wanted and make a little bit of money build some more buzz um you know blow up on social media stunt on basically every heavyweight in america as he's done for the last several years he could do that he could focus fully on wwe he could just focus on his olympic run uh, after the world championships he had um you know, yesterday, WWE put out a tweet. It was like a VO, a voiceover video from Gable where he's talking about his his um, his future. And, like, he's going to announce his decision next week on WWE at the NXT or whatever. I don't know the shows or what they're called, as all of you know. But it sounds like we'll get more clarity in a week. Although, yeah, I, I did not think that... Um, you know, Gable going full time in WWE only and not being in wrestling was was on the table. But it sounds like that could actually actually happen. So I'm hopeful that he's going to wrestle. I believe he wants to wrestle and is planning to wrestle. And um, if he transfers, man, it's like if he leaves Minnesota, I would be sad uh, just because he's the Minnesota guy. He's from you know he went to Apple Valley near Minneapolis, and if he transfers, but man, the buzz that would be created if he went to Iowa uh, is insane. And a lot of people are asking, Avery Lynch has asked for weeks, could Cassiope make 197? One, no. Two, he doesn't have to because Cassiope has an Olympic redshirt available to him because he's placed high enough at the senior level this year. So he could, if, if Gable were to transfer and use his final year, he could, Anthony could, Olympic redshirt and then wrestle next year. And then that honestly solves a problem for Iowa where the, I don't see them having a heavyweight successor unless they're really counting on Keeter, which I'm not as sure, you know, he's not going to be playing football full time. So it'll be an interesting dynamic um, for Gable. And I think we'll find out Tyler. I put that video. I think did I 
Did I slack it to you? We could play it, uh, the, the Gable voiceover video. I don't video. have video ready right now. I'm sorry. Okay, no video ready. That's okay. Um, so, yeah. And and Dan Seifring uh, just DM me a question. Obi Rats, great guy, asking, hey, could doesn't he have to go in the portal? I feel like he does have to go in the portal, but if it's for a second semester transfer, maybe that's not as necessary um, right now. What's up, Ben? Nothing. Jay's computer is having a few issues. So, uh, uh, where'd you go on the Gable situation? Because I'm just hoping, uh, I said, I hope he be a traditionalist and stays in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I said that WWE posted a, a video on Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it's a, it's a voiceover video where Gable says, Hey, next week I'm going to decide my future in wrestling. Am I going to go wrestle for uh, division one? Am I going to just focus on the Olympics or am I going to do full-time WWE? Um, which I don't think any of those decisions are mutually exclusive. Like, I feel like he's going to try yeah. to, I feel like he's going to get on there and say, I'm doing all of these. I'm going to, I'm going to try to make the Olympic team. I want to win NCAAs and I want to continue to grow my WWE career. Um, to, candidly, I mean, selfishly, I hope that's what he does. And I think it's a really good option for him to continue to build his star as an actual wrestler before, you know, whenever the day he decides I'm going to be a full-time WWE, you know, actor or whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, here's me hoping he comes back to wrestling and goes to Minnesota for a final year and then uh, represents the good old USNA for a few more years. Is this the closest thing we've had to, like, uh, if, if Gable goes into WWE, I guess not, but it's like, what? it's the closest thing to, like, Michael Jordan playing baseball. It's like... Wait, you're the great Kurt Angle, great American hero. But I feel like he was like, I mean, he had all the neck injuries. He was like kind of done, right? Yeah. Stephen Neal went and played football. Stephen Neal went and played football. He was a world champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we've had, we've had some other ones. Obviously, a bunch of us went and did MMA when we were, you know, Henry and me and Daniel, I guess he was a little older, but he still had a really long MMA career. So a bunch of us went and did MMA. Um, and I guess for a while, and wrestling is different. You know, I met Todd Gable, so maybe someone will show you. This is I was, I'm going to just grab him in um, uh, Vegas and just you know give him my two cents. Not that he asked for it or nothing, but I feel like I had a similar situation. And it's like it seems to me, and I, I'm not, I don't know. It seems to me that he really loves wrestling. Like this is what he loves to do. He really likes it. Yeah. And yes, he can get more famous, and yes, he can make more money doing something else. And I, I chose that path, but at the time I chose it, and this would go for Henry and Daniel as well. Wrestling wasn't paying a livable wage; like we literally couldn't make a living. We had to go hustle camps on the side just, just in order to literally pay our rent all year, you know. Yeah. And Gable could do nothing but wrestle, and he's not going to get super rich or nothing but he is going to make a really, really good income. And then probably at the end of his wrestling career, he's going to be able to transition to a really well-paying coaching job. Like he's not going to be broke. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He's going to do very well for himself. Um, and so if it's something he really loves, he should just continue to pursue it. I kind of feel, I mean, everyone knows how I feel. I want to watch Gable wrestle. I'm I'm happy yeah. for him and his success in WWE, of course. But you know, the guy's maybe the greatest ever. You know, the, the greatest heavyweight I've ever seen. He, he legitimately could be. 
He legitimately could be. Uh, I don't think there's yeah. any. Uh, yeah. I and he kind of wasted like two years, obviously, right? Because he could have won. Um, uh, no, one year. No, no, he missed two years because he missed the 21 World Championships and he missed 22 World Championships. Um, you know, so he could have potentially won those two. But at this point, he's only 23, I think. Yeah. Um, and heavyweight, heavyweights have more longevity than any other weight class, right? And so, you know, he could – the American record right now is seven with Burroughs. That's not far out of range for him. Um, mm-hmm. And the, I think the, what, the international record is 11, right? Now, that's going to take a little bit longer, but it's like, you know, with as good as he is and as much as he's improved despite not competing in the last two years – um, he could go be that guy. I mean, four Olympic medals would be 20, 20, 32. And at that point, I believe he'd be 32 years old. Yeah. I don't think anyone has anyone ever won four Olympic freestyle gold medals. No. And internationally also. So he won three. He won three and he got slayed. And I think there's only one or two people who've ever won three. Yeah. 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 No, he could do it. Um, course Mihan is going Mihan. for that's Greco Shida. though he said freestyle yeah, yeah. men's freestyle yeah I, was, I, yeah I was specific about that so yeah and then it's like if he does go to Iowa for this year is he gonna like I, I'm laughing like is he gonna take that bag that they're offering him and uh you know fly down to Iowa City for the dual meets and the tournaments and then go live back in Minnesota and train because as a as a heavyweight for international he's got better training partners in Minnesota for sure right Tony Tony Nelson's still there um, Hayden Zilmer's still there. Yeah, like, it's good. they got a lot of good big guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, th- I think Cassiope's ample, and if Keeter's around, he's good, and Telford, of course. But, yeah, no no doubt. Zilmer's yeah. a royal team rep last year, and Nelson's yeah. done what he's done in his career. They're very good. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. I think, and I think I said this on the show, I sometimes forget, but um, I don't think – I'm surprised to hear he's making a decision now because I don't really think maybe WWE gimmick decision or whatever, but I I feel like his actual decision where he's training, what he's doing, Division One is going to be more towards later in the summer, um, based on the conversations I'm having. the The question for me is if he does get hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of nil money to go to Iowa, is that money well spent for Iowa? Man, it's not NIL anymore. We need to stop calling it NIL. If he gets a salary from uh, someone related to the University of Iowa to attend the University of Iowa, is that money well spent? And I got to say, it's some rich dude who's got a bunch of money. I mean, I heard the number. You heard the – we all heard the same number, which means there's a good chance it's the right number. Um, is some rich dude saying, I want – the guys in the black and gold singlets to be as good as possible. So I'm going to pay that guy over there a whole bunch of money to wear my singlet next year. That's what it is. That's if you got the money, it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, JD's question is fair. It's like, okay, you added Gable. Does that, uh, does that get you close to the prize? No, it doesn't because you're really only talking about when you look at the difference between Cassiope and Gable and what they would do, is it 15 points probably at the highest that you're that you're adding and you're you know you're 50, 25 to what up 
10, 12, 14. I mean, I mean, Cassiope, if he took third, probably scored 15 something. Yeah, it's not that many more points. Yeah, so it's at max 15 additional points. But I feel like when you have a superstar like that, it can kind of like, it can change your season from a lot. Of, I feel like Spencer Lee had such a contribution to Iowa outside because like, it's not just, okay, can they beat Penn State? It's like, for the most part, even during Spencer's career, the answer to that was no. But you've yeah. got this next-level superstar face of the program that is just, like, appointment viewing every time out. And if you have that for a season, like, they don't have any – Iowa doesn't have anyone like that in, in their lineup, right? And you can add I – mean, You could argue real woods maybe, but sure. No, Oh, my gosh. Come on. Um, okay, I'm not putting real woods. I'm not putting real woods and Gable Stevenson in the same camera. I'm saying, is there a guy that they can say this guy's gonna be a national champ this year and he smashes most of his opponents? And real woods fits that category. The other thing, I'm gonna differ with you on this one because obviously Gable's that guy, right? But with Spencer, and I said, I said this all the way back when I was on T Row and Funky. That's how long ago this is now. I said Spencer looks like the guy that can resurrect the Iowa program, that can help them win a national title. And he did. And he might have been two had they not had Corona, potentially, right? Yeah. And he was this guy that they could build around. He was going to be there for five years, right? They're like, this guy's been there for four or five, right? This guy's going to be here for four or five years. We can build a program around him. He might stay here forever, which that is still may be true, right? Gable's a guy that's like, like I said, Someone rich is paying him to wear their singlet. He's gonna is he gonna stay there for the next nine years? I don't know. Probably not, right? His family's in Minnesota. He's got a great training situation in Minnesota. Like I don't know, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. It's to me, wrestling is now division one wrestling, it's like, man, it's year to year. It's you're getting transfers. You're just trying to what how yeah. can we make next year as cool as possible, as successful as possible? For next year, it's hey, if you add Gable. That's a that's a real thing. That's going to drastically improve your year, right? If he's on your team, you're going to get a national champion. You're going to get someone that's going to help you win some dual meets. You're going to have a lot of buzz. Carver's going to be insane for him. And you know what? If Ferrari somehow Anthony or if AJ somehow makes his way to Iowa City second semester, also, then you you finish your team with AJ and Gable. Now other things start this looking This is such a weird concept that we're talking This is so strange, Christian. I know. We're Can not talking about coaching or, or you know, recruiting guys and getting them better. We're just talking about picking up guys who already won national titles by giving them a, a fat check. It's so strange. Yep. Yeah, Hunter, it's, it's very different. I mean, can you imagine playing that 30-second clip in 2019 or 2020 or even 2021? When Gable's calling him AJ Ford Focus and like he's at Oklahoma State and oh, yeah. all this stuff, like and now we're talking about yeah maybe they would be teammates. Um, and I think both are. Pro- I think deep down, I think both are long shots. Um, uh, especially Gable, I feel. Wow, like. you called you called Gable a long shot. Or you called both of them a long shot. Gable to Iowa a long shot. Seems like a long shot to me. Wow. Um, but I know for he's sure he's. Seems to be entertaining. Yeah. He's, it, I'll say this. It's it's not a – he's not just teasing Iowa. It, it's it's 100% a legitimate consideration uh, for him, no, no doubt. So – Yeah. But but even so, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be tough for him. And I think Minnesota knows they have to raise a ton of money for him to, to keep him. And, you know, I think that's good. So 
that's obviously a, a, a game changer if it happens. We'll talk more about Gable. I'm sure we'll have another chapter in this by the time we do the next FRL. But I want to talk a little bit of Fargo. Um, I know. Jeez, they got the Fargo. My goodness. Because Wisconsin is in first place for the junior team. Um, oh, baby. Oh, you, you, got you can s- tell Ben develops his guys late or they really start to peak late because Fargo or Wisconsin's in like 10th or 11th. 15th. Well, 15th. That was not fair because there's so many guys in the blood round, but yeah. But yes, I that will change because you have 10 on the yeah. back side and only one yeah. in the semi. So you will climb up into the top five. No, but yeah, all those guys develop late. Like Millard was not, you know, a uh, first year cadet All-American and he, he had a second year. Skulls is not a cadet All-American. Mulvaney was not a cadet All-American. Um, their goals were, they were, they were, they were not champs. Yeah. Probably going to be finalists at least. So all, all these guys, they're getting a lot better. They love wrestling. They're working hard. They, you know, you asked me, Christian, which matches were good. All the guys that are in the semis for AWA and the juniors division have pretty much just been smashing. Uh, Mulvaney had a semi-close match with Adam Waters. Uh, it was 10-4. You know, it was kind of uh, water scored the first four points and then no scored 10 in a row. But, it, you know, he kind of kept it close for a while. But uh, And then Cole had a, I guess, same situation. Uh, Kobe Merrill scored a four-pointer, I think, off the bat. And then Cole scored eight in a row and, you know, didn't score a ton in the second period. But Skulls has all tech falls. Um, uh, who else? Uh, oh, my gosh, I forget. Connor has all easy tech falls. Uh, Hopkins got all easy tech falls. And Charlie Millard actually did have a comeback. He was down. I don't remember what score. He was down by a bunch. And ended up getting a seventeen-seven tech fall in the quarter. So kind of like not really too many nail biters at this point for those guys. But a lot of them have. Uh, I would say honestly, some of them got their toughest match in the semis. Like I think Novak's dangerous from Minnesota for Connor, and that's maybe the guy I would be most worried about in that bracket. Hawkins, same thing. The kid from uh, Oklahoma is really good. Um, so yeah, we got a lot of tough quarters matchup or, or semis matchups. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Of course, semis start at 10 a.m. Central, uh, 11 Eastern, or wherever you are. You can watch the semis and then finals. Oh shoot, I should I should know. Five thirty. Yeah, baby. Five thirty. Five thirty. I think it's five thirty. Um, yeah, they're doing it different this year, Christian. And I don't know if this is a very year wrestling, but they're doing. Usually do the, the the championships and the place matches together as one mm-hmm. thing, and they're doing place matches. I think maybe are two, two thirty, three, something like that, and then the two. finals. They're two, and then the finals are afterwards at uh, five thirty. Yes, that's correct. Um, no, no, no input from from us on on this on the schedule change, but um, yeah, ex- this is. Actually, I give USA Wrestling a hard time sometimes, so I should give them props when they when they crush it. I really like the the age groups together. I thought it was good. I think you know there's maybe a few more adjustments they can make, but I like the new setup. Fargo, you got the you know the match one and two, the final match all the way on the one side, and the, the head tables over there too. It's really awesome. Um, and I think the, the flow of the term has just generally been a little better than in uh, in other years. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, so this is the last day of freestyle today. Um, so semis, or let's repeat that, and then we can move on. But semis at 10, 10 to 12, and that's 16U and junior simultaneously. And then freestyle finals for 16U and juniors, 530 to 8, Parade of Champions, all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, definitely want to check out this next generation. It's fun. You can set up the uh, multi-mat view on, on Flow and 
think it's going to be a really enjoyable day of wrestling. This is one of the biggest days of the whole summer in terms of wrestling. So appreciate you guys tuning in. It's it's a lot of fun. You know what's crazy is, is Fargo just keeps setting records, too. Um, I mean, I remember thinking Fargo was so big and not thinking it'd grow, but I remember – I, I believe it was you guys who put up the chart the other day. Um, it was 10 years ago. There was 2,000 competitors in, in men's freestyle. I mean, women's is obviously going exponentially. They were at like yes. 100, and they're at like 1,500 now. But even even men's freestyle, which is long established, was at like 2,000, and now I think this year it's like 3,200 or something. I mean, that, that's, yeah. a, that's a freaking 60% growth in 10 years it's really insane like just that first morning i think you guys took a video of it was like holy crap there's so many freaking people here it's crazy yeah yeah it's it's cool love to see the growth it's a great tournament um okay let's get to some questions because they tie some of them tie into fargo um let me see which one i want to start with uh oh i one was funny i don't i can't find it but Someone asked you, Ben, how you can do. Oh, yeah. How in the world does Ben do flip flops in the dome all day? My feet are killing me in my comfortable tennis shoes. Tennis shoes are like prisons for your feet. Take the shackles off. We both got dogs out. I'm going birds. Whoa, there we go. Yeah. JD's always got his feet out. Oh, I got I got an adorable little uh, little something in the mail from JD. A little save the date. Some adorable. JD is in a. You know, yeah, you he's go. in a he's in a white. I'll bring it. I'll bring it for the next show. But he's got this white turtleneck on. He's very. Uh, <laughs> it's a very very handsome. Protect your neck. Oh, you're in Iowa. Uh, I was in Omaha. We Omaha, baby. So yeah, um, that's exciting. The 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 sweet nuptials of of JD and Colleen. No, you okay. know actually, I, I I mean I was just thinking last night. Because it was too, the first day was so long. Um, and second, second day wasn't that bad. But uh, I was talking to James Green about my hip yesterday because I saw him. We went takedowns on the grass outside the meat stand. <laughs> Did you really? No, I tried to. But, he, you know, he's only four months out. So probably not yeah. fully, fully healed up. Uh, and Ben's trying to derail the comeback. Also. Brisket burger, don't forget about it. Burger, the line might be too long. To talk I will about say strictly from a, I know it's better for, for coaches um, and maybe maybe some fans to have the 16-year junior boys at the same time, but from my perspective, it can be a lot sometimes, and like the finals will be going on at the same time, so I won't get, like mm. I'll be commentating 16 new finals, but I'm going to get to watch juniors, so I always appreciated being able to watch the 16 new and then the juniors. But I know a lot of the college coaches I'm talking to, they're like, no, it's great. We're here for two or three days, and then we get to go yeah. home versus we used to have yeah. to be here for a week almost. Um, Plus, tomorrow, there's just nothing. Hey, so beach, but basically an off day tomorrow. Yeah, it's an off day. Um, so I was going to say my back doesn't hurt. My back used to hurt so bad at the end of each day because my, my hip was jacked up. Uh, but the thing, you know, the, thing I, the, judge, the suggestion I made to Pete Isaiah, and I think he said they're going to go for it next year, is the first day, because it was so congested because of all the players – do the first session 16U and the second session juniors, and you still get the same amount of matches in, and you only have half the people there. Yeah. So it would, it would clear up a lot of the congestion in the dome. Um, and then also the guys wouldn't be there the whole day. You know, they come for the either four-hour uh, morning or four-hour night session, uh, and yeah. then they're done. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, they should consider that. I'd like that. Um, yeah. Okay, let me see. Um. 
Who is Ben's best AWA kid that doesn't get enough love from Bray? Um. Well, you know, what? I was just I was going to complain to Bray, but he was I think he was sleeping too long. Uh, it actually annoys me um, what he did with Hawk and Peterson because, and it really not it, it, not because he got ranked lower, but because what it does is it de-incentivizes guys taking hard matches and moving around. Hawkins wrestled 113 for the junior duels for for the team, right? Because yeah. um, it made Team Wisconsin better. And he lost some really, really good 113 pounders. And, you know, he got jammed way down the rankings because of that. Um, and then obviously at 106 now, he's been killing everyone. He does have a tough semi matchup, but it's like, I don't think guys should be punished for moving around and, and taking tough matchups. So I think that was kind of, um, you know, kind of uh, frustrating to watch. And I, I think guys should, high school guys should be incentivized to move around and take tough matches. And obviously, when kids move up weight classes, they are going to have less success because wrestling bigger guys is harder. Um, so I think that should be kind of looked at more positively rather than getting punished. Well, I think he's you, you get ranked where where you wrestle. So now if he's down at 106 and he's killing people, that's important context yeah. to know. Yeah, this guy hasn't yeah. lost at 106. So it all comes out in the wash. But listen, yeah. he, he can't. I mean, these kids are growing. It's like, who, is he going to know every kid? Oh, wait, he wrestled yeah. up here. But this kid is actually like like a high school kid growing and changing weight classes is going to happen. So you can't always know which ones are yeah, for sure for whatever reason. Yeah, I would say the other kid, and he, he's newer to us, so I'm not – he, he's not a kid who's been working with us since he was like nine, like like some of these guys. But Danny Heiser, uh, he's only been working with us for like uh, uh, three months or four months or something like that, uh, not super long. Uh, he's in the semis. He's tech called everyone. He's he's a lot of fun, super aggressive, um, and gets after it. So he's been a lot of fun to watch. He's not in the rankings yet, but he's someone who maybe he finishes his day off strong. He'll he'll sneak into the rankings somewhere. Yep, I saw he was in the semis. The only Wisconsin guy in the 16U semis, I believe. Yep, yep, exactly. Okay. Um, other questions. Okay, th- I was going to ask this anyways, and someone else asked it. Tanner Huffman wants to know. Oh. What is the best type of birthday cake? And did Ben break his no dessert streak on his birthday? I did not, but I, I you know, for my birthday, I said I'm gonna eat a little extra meat at the meat truck. So I ordered the beef kebab, which is delicious. And then the guy says, the best thing is a brisket burger. And I said, F it, it's my birthday. Give me two lunches. See, now here's the thing. First of all, I'll, I'll leave this. strong. It's a lot of protein. <laughs> ah! I, I lead, I, I, obviously support this behavior one but you can't tell me that having a brisket burger on top of a a very regular lunch is any has any real health difference in having uh uh you know a nice piece of oh are you insane christian piles that is i ate a whole bunch of beef beef red meat i'm a real american on a bun protein versus this like on a bun highly processed sugar cake give me a break here What, what do you think the bun's made out of it's no different. Well, the the kebab didn't have any. They didn't have any uh, any bun on it. That was just meat. Just just red meat. Just ripping it off like a savage. You didn't eat the stick. Yeah, you didn't eat the stick. I did not eat the stick. <laughs> what a what a weenie! Total win. <laughs> um, best type. Of, I don't really like cake that much. Um, but I agree if, with that, Christian. I know I would, cake. I'd rather have brownies, cookies, pies. Um, but there is one cake I do like, and it's, um, Uh-oh. chocolate cake with peanut butter icing, also known as wacky cake. 
It's very, very good. Chocolate cake with peanut butter icing? I don't think I've ever had that. You would like it, um, but you'll never experience it. Um, uh, I would say uh, if, I, if I were to eat something, I'd probably be like some cookies and ice cream or something. Cookies and ice cream, That'd brownie, be- a nice brownie with some van- uh, mm-hmm. vanilla ice go. cream. Very good. Um, sh- strawberry shortcake, delicious. Um, so I guess that's a cake, but not not in the conventional. What JD? What you're going thumbs down? What do you like? Strawberry shortcake, way overrated. I agree. Strawberry oh my gosh! I freaking it is. Some of you the biggest. Like some of the biggest. Oh, it's terrible. I would never eat this. Um, that looks awful. I don't like icing. Uh, it's too sweet. Not enough real flavor. Oh, like that's ice cream, ice cream cake. cake. I'd eat that for sure. Uh, no. I don't like the stuff. I don't. I will. I will cut the blue off. The blue looks gross. I'm cutting that off. And maybe yeah. if that's a little whipped cream on top, I'm gonna cut that off. Yeah, he's gonna get to the good stuff. That's me. That's me. Ben, we're so alike. Except I don't have a shirt with buttons on today. I would say, <laughs> um, yeah, not not a big cake guy for sure. No strawberry. Some of the biggest food babies I've ever ever created were strawberry shortcake, where I just kept eating and eating. My stomach stuck out. Ew. I one time woke I would say up. Cheesecake was also delicious too. That'd be a good one. Yeah. I remember this is maybe my most gluttonous moment. I ate so much strawberry shortcake in the evening. I woke up the next morning still as full like I just eaten dinner like 10 minutes before. And that's when I was like, this is not good. I need to get in better shape. Oh, man. But it, I, thought, I was having a <laughs> I was having a discussion with my wife about uh, one of our kids kind of eats too much and, and gives himself a stomachache sometimes, you know? <laughs> and my wife's like, that never lasts more than 15 minutes. I'm like, Amy, you never actually overrate that. Because some of the ice keep jamming shit down my mouth. And then it hurts for hours. For hours, you're like, oh, why did I keep eating? That was so stupid. She's like, it never lasts more than 15 minutes. I'm like, Amy, you've never actually overeaten that. Am I right yeah. on this or am I wrong? You are right. Yes. It hurts for like six hours. Yes. Yeah. I Man, I don't think I've ever really done that. Maybe maybe the, sh- the cake day when I went to sleep, but. Six hours from eating too much? I don't think that's ever I've ever experienced that. Especially, especially back in the day when uh, you used to cut weight because I think like I I don't size like two weeks after season. It like shrinks your stomach or something, and then you start jamming food in there. It's just like painful. Painful. Well, on that painful note, I should let you guys go. go. You got champions to coach. JD has champions to commentate. I have champions to watch. So we're all gonna go. We thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're gonna be back next week. Hope you guys have a great week. We got a lot of good content up. This mullet video with JD is fantastic. <laughs> Hysterical. He, he didn't know if he was... The best mullet in Fargo. It was the Washington team with red hair. Anyway. I didn't... JD, it felt like he didn't know if he was going to be the crocodile hunter or like man on the street, but I love the melding of the two. Excellent video. The Fargo Black Market videos are great. And of course, all the other content. Check it out. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Enjoy Fargo. 10 o'clock semi-central and then 5.30 central for the finals. See you then. Thanks, guys. Goodbye. All right. Let's do it. Yeah, I'll clear.